We're in the middle of the Maimer, and we're talking about the learning that goes on in Gan Eden. Even though Gan Eden is a completely spiritual reality, however, they're still learning the same exact halachas that we learn in our world. They learn in Gan Eden. It's just that in our world, we're discussing the physical, and in Gan Eden, they're learning the exact same idea, but the way it's reflected in the spiritual or the way it exists in the spiritual. The Rebbe brought an example from Mitzayra that's lacking a flow of physical blood. The Mitzayra Ruchni is lacking the flow of life, which is associated with Chachma. Then the Rebbe brought another example of a Machlif Parabachamar, when one exchanges a cow for a donkey. And then we find that the cow gave birth. So we said in Gan Eden they're learning that exact same halacha, but it's all spiritual. Any creation that exists below they originate in the with which Hashem created the world. There are those existences that their names are explicit in the Torah. There are those things that exist that Hashem spoke about them explicitly in the Torah. And then there are those minor existences or individual existences that are not said specifically in the Torah, but through different rules of interchanging letters, you can find any one of the creations within the Asara Ma'amores. For example, you can switch an Aleph with a Taf, etc. Both the cow and the donkey originate in the same source, which is the face of the ox in the Merkava of Hashem. All domesticated animals originate there. Their nefesh comes from the nefesh of Pnei Shershev Merkava, which is really a malach, but that nefesh descends into all different specific animals, again, the domesticated. So even though they have the same origin, but there are two types of animals, a par and And therefore, they demand different ways in which you deal with them. The way one can elevate the para is It's direct. And the way one needs to deal with the chamayr is You cannot deal with it directly. The Gemara talks about the nature and the characteristic of a donkey. And it says that even in Tammuz, when it's very hot, the Chamer remains cold, which is like apathy. And therefore, it's much harder to deal with. The Because a cow is a kosher animal, which as we know has kosher characteristic. And therefore, one can elevate it easily and smoothly. Which is non-kosher. One cannot deal with it directly, as we're going to understand a bit more soon. The way one needs to deal with the donkey is by, so to speak, going against it, loading it, against its will. You're putting like a yoke on it and a, and a package on it, which is something that it doesn't necessarily appreciate. Through Kabbalah's oil, through accepting upon oneself the oil, the yoke on top of their chamayr, they're able to use out the chamayr for holiness as well. How? 
even though coldness and apathy, indifference, is the opposite of Kedusha, which is life, and apathy is, is a sign of the opposite of life. So how can we use out coldness for Kedusha? The way one can use out coldness and indifference and a certain numbness in a certain way um, is by being objective and being misbeinen, which means to think about certain intellectual truths. Yeah, because in general, intellect, the brain and the intellect is cold and fluid. When a person disconnects and detaches themselves, their emotions, from an idea, they can understand the idea perfectly and better. Again, when they're objective, not subjective. So that's the positive side to coldness. When someone exchanges the para for the chamar, what would that mean? The person finds himself in a situation where they can do things very directly. They're okay. Their personality. The way they are is that they can deal with things, just simple elevation, which is like when a person eat something, they can eat it and use it out for positive, receiving energy from it and just elevating it to Kedusha. That's when they're generally in a good state. And this person, in other words, this person is a type of person that can use out our world in a very positive way. They're not challenged. And therefore, they have no need for Kabbalah because it works for them. But still, the person decides to exchange it and work in a way of Chamer, which is accepting upon themselves the yoke, doing things because Hashem says so, and even though they don't necessarily need that, because again, they're naturally inclined to that. They serve Hashem with Kabbalah So then they have a certain gain in their Avaida, an extra gain. This is what we mean when we say that the cow um, gave birth because again, their avoida produced. They produced more than what they necessarily needed. That's what it means in spiritual. Also when there's cheating going on the mata, and there's halachas about that. Again, when we talk about it, we talk about it where someone's losing money. What it means in our world is that you have an object, anything, and then there's its monetary worth. And cheating means, whoever gets cheated, as we're going to see soon, means that they didn't get that monetary worth, or they didn't pay for what it's, what it's worth. That means someone was cheated. There are two types. Either the seller was cheated, or the buyer was cheated. They paid too much. Less, they, they paid more than what it's worth. So again, in Gan Eden, where everything is spiritual, they don't even know what money is in Gan Eden. So they, they have the same discussion in Ruchnias. Everything that we do causes godliness to descend. Our actions produce godliness. 
And what can happen is that the godliness that we bring down through our work, which should naturally be identical to our work and proportionate to our work, that's the way it should be. It wasn't that way. And again, it can be in two ways. Someone could have been cheated. So to speak, Hashem could have given so much more than what we so to speak deserve. We did something small and the amount of godliness that we produce is not comparable. And, and, or the opposite, that we did something but we didn't get what we feel like we deserve and we, and we really do deserve. Less godliness than, than, what we, than what we should have produced. And this is what it means in Gan Eden, that they learn these same ideas in Ruchnius. This all happens in Gan Eden, which is in the worlds of Biya, the lower existences. These two worlds of Gan Eden are really in the worlds of Briya and Yetzirah. Gan Eden Elyon is Briya, Gan Eden Atachten is Yetzirah. These are creations, the worlds of Briya, Yetzirah, and Asiya. It's not godly. But in the world of Atzilus, in the world of Atzilus, as we discussed earlier in the Mimer, this complete unity with godliness, which is what makes it godliness. Atzilus is a world of godliness. The way they learn Torah and Atzilus is absolute godly. Again, as we said in Ganeiden, they learn the same halachis. And it's just that it's spiritual, but it's also spiritual creations. In Atzilus, they're learning about the names of Hashem. Everything is about the names of Hashem. And that's godly. In the next year,